Hello, my name is Maggie Burrows. Welcome to International Film Press Week. In this Awareness Through Movement sequence, I'm aiming to offer you a direct experience of the way that extending your exhalation and listening closely to yourself at the same time can be a really effective mindfulness practice, one that has been in use for thousands of years. This lesson will be most effective if you do not use headphones the first time. However, they can be an interesting alternative to your fingertips in those sequences that involve blocking your ears. To accentuate the self-calming potential of this lesson, I will not be introducing as many pauses as would normally punctuate this sort of process. This does not mean you cannot choose to pause and refresh yourself anytime you wish. The skill of mindfulness meditation is not that your mind never wanders, but that you learn to register the inevitable wandering in a non-judgmental non way and refocus yourself again. Practice describes both our ongoing commitment to a process and our daily engagement with it. I hope you enjoy this introduction to body-mindful listening enough to come back to it more than once. With regular practice, you can experience improvement in your hearing, your ability to focus your attention, your ability to relax at will, and the resonant quality of your voice. You can perform this lesson in any comfortable position, but if you do choose to lie on your back, you may, you may also like to bend your knees and have your feet standing at a comfortable, easy distance apart. And do feel free to use a head support if you prefer. Better not to have one that's too high. Lying on your back for this lesson may make it easier for you to recognise and release any excess effort you might be making in your neck and shoulders and the structures of your face as you use your voice or pay attention to your breath. So let's begin. And let's begin simply by paying attention to what you are hearing right now. We slip between two modes all the time. Hearing is constant, even while we are sleeping, but listening is our ears equivalent of focusing our gaze. What are you hearing right now? Are some sounds outside you and some inside? Does your listening experience change according to whether your eyes are open or closed. If you haven't tried it already, close your eyes and keep them closed and allow your attention to spread out into your surroundings. Listen to the sound of the space and the shape of the room you are in. distance above you, behind you, to each side of you. Notice that these aspects do have a sound quality, one that usually remains in the background of our attention. We cannot close our ears as we can our eyes, and they stay on the alert as we get on with living. So we become very adept at tuning out the familiar and responding to the unexpected. Simply expanding your attention outward into this space more consciously is already a useful strategy for softening and widening your focus. 
Do you hear your breathing? Maybe now I've mentioned it. Let your attention hone in on your breathing and ask yourself, are you hearing more breath sounds outside yourself? Or inside yourself? And that's an odd question, isn't it? Ears are picking up sounds in the air around you and your ears are registering what's going on inside and some of that sound is coming through the bone structure rather than the hearing mechanism. So let yourself immerse yourself in that question. Where are the breath sounds most noticeable? What kind of breathing sounds are you hearing? Don't be too concerned about finding one answer straight away. If you haven't been already, begin to breathe in and out intentionally through your nose and listen. What's the sound of breathing through your nose like? Continue for a couple of breaths and then switch to breathing in and out through your mouth. Notice the way the change in the volume of your breath changes the sound of your breathing as well. Now block your ears with your fingertips and listen to the sound of yourself breathing through your nose on the inside. See if you can quieten your breath sound enough to increase the other sounds that um, you can hear inside yourself. If your breath is quieter, what else do you notice? Of course, to hear me, you may need to adjust your fingers in and out of your ears for a little while. Just to see what's going on. So what else do you hear? Maybe there's a sense of flow of your internal fluidity. Maybe a soft roar like a distant river. And then of course there's lots of internal rhythms, beatings and pulsings. What can you hear of those? Stay focused on the sounds of your inner self and let your attention sink deeper and deeper in. Can you hear your heart beating? There may be a low booming quality, a regular sound underlying the other sounds. Now I'll just say here that I've found it very interesting that it's so easy to hear my heart beating when I do have my um, big comfortable headphones on. Some people pay quite a lot of money for expensive equipment to be able to detect their heart. And actually, we have all the equipment we need to detect our own heart. Let our attention go there. Let's see if you can find a sound that goes with the heart beating. 
And now try this. Are you able to open up the internal spaces where the breath sound is coming from enough for the sound of your breathing to completely disappear? If you want to turn down the volume of breath inside your nose, you can do that simply by slowing your breathing down. But do notice that you can also have, you have the potential to be able to open up the inside of your nose, to expand your nostrils, not just on the rim, but deep inside your nose. And that also quiets the breath. Play with that for a couple of breaths. And for these next couple of processes, that one and the one we're about to do, you might like to try it sometimes with your fingers in your ears and sometimes with your fingers out. So the other place that makes breath noise very easy to detect is your throat. Deep inside your throat, there are internal sphincters that can open right at the entrance to your larynx. Now, probably more easily with your fingers and your ears, see if you can sense where inside your throat you can make the space wider to quieten your breathing. Opening and expanding this internal space is a valuable ability, valuable ability, both for the health and strength of a performer's voice, but also because this simple practice can be done anywhere that you can be sitting with one finger in your ear without you drawing attention, or indeed with your headphones on. I'm thinking of traveling in particular. And switching over to this combination of slow, silent, very open-throated inhalation and exhalation and shifting your attention to consciously listen to that quietness, that can have an easily soothing effect on yourself in just a few minutes. So continue this for a few more breaths. Quiet breathing, gentle listening, or rest if you wish. And then we'll add a new element. Notice that when you breathe through your mouth, you can play with the sound of the air as it flows in and out by altering the shape, uh, shapes that you're making with your internal resonating chambers, your mouth, the back of your throat, back of your nose. If you play, particularly with the sounds that shift as you change the shape of your tongue and your lips and your mouth cavity, notice that you can make a breath sound that's more like the wind moving through the trees. Something like this. Gently play with those noises yourself. Listen to the sound. 
can be very enjoyable just to play with the air like this and make this make as convincing a wind in the trees sound as you can. You may even begin to hear a nice whistling sound, if, particularly if you bring your lips and your tongue into a sort of closer combination, like the high wind on a very breezy day. And now, what can you do with your tongue and uh, further back in your throat and deeper in your throat to make something more like the lower, heavier sound or water washing back and forth, tidal flow in and out over pebbles or over sand? Do something more with a part of your tongue that's further back inside your mouth, deeper down in your throat. You can get a sound that's more like this. Possibly not quite as convincing as the wind sounds, but these sorts of sounds that the breath makes are all versions of what's called noise. Uh, the most familiar of those for most of us is white noise. They do not involve your vocal folds. You're doing interesting things with your breathing and you're getting some sense of what happens as you change your, uh, the cavities inside, what, what change that makes to the sound. But you're not vibrating anything. So let's let's do something vibrant. Let's bring our voice into this mix. To soften, relax your face, leave your mouth a little open, and then start to make a gentle vowel sound. What vowel do you produce? If you allow your tongue to stay very relaxed and neutral and you don't really open your mouth very much, just play before I give you a clue. And as you play, begin to extend this breath. When we sing, part of what we learn to do is to hold the note for as long as we can, to use up all the breath on each sound, on the different sounds that we're making. So here, it will be just probably one sound that we're playing with, however complex. So just let yourself begin to extend the sound and extend the sound. Not uncomfortably. You're not trying to challenge yourself. You're just trying to find the longest breath you can manage in a way that feels intentional, but not uncomfortable. So notice that this very soft, unformed, neutral kind of vowel, for English speakers, it's usually a... So naturally, these are the sounds we make in any language when we're not sure what we're going to say next. Uh, find your uh and extend it for as long as it's comfortable. Maybe longer than you think you can. It is okay to feel muscular activity on your exhale. This holding of one vowel sound is usually referred to as toning. 
I'll just do one for you. Uh, Toning, now your vocal cords are vibrating, which you can feel if you gently touch your throat. And other places will vibrate as well because, you know, this is resonant. It's usually called toning. So that tone, toning use of the voice is a very common practice for all kinds of, both learning to sing, but also for this sort of mindful, self-quieting process. And the difference between the vocal cords being involved and there being no vibration in the vocal cords is that we have a recognisable note. The sound now has a clear pitch. So find a comfortable note that you do not have to strain to maintain. Continue to use a basic uh, vowel, but slowly begin to move your lips and lower jaw into slightly different configurations. Now, you've got a lot to play with. All the other vowel shapes have slightly different organization. But you're going to see if you can hang on to this uh. So the shapes you're making with your lips and the movements you're making with your lower jaw will not be very big. And you're going to see if you can keep your tongue relaxed and neutral through the sound of the vowel. But as you tone like this, you will begin to pick out variations in the qualities in your voice. I'm going to again just give you one example of the sort of thing you might hear. Your tongue is in the basic earth position, but your lips are moving and your jaws opening a little and closing a little. So it's not the quality of the sounds that matters so much as you're noticing these changing qualities. And hopefully enjoying. There's a playful element to this adjusting and expanding and contracting lip space, mouth space, throat space, and hearing these changes. Now, somewhere in these sounds, as you maintain them and enrich them, there are high shifting overtones responding to the changing shape of your mouth. And you may be able to, from listening to the wind-like sounds you're making, begin to pick them out. If you listen to something high and soft over the top, very concentrated around and inside your mouth, you may start to hear whistle-like sounds or very, very high adjusting sounds. And they may be easier to detect if you focus directly on the space inside your lips as they are moving. So you're holding the er uh sound and you're playing with your mouth. You're listening, perhaps most intently on this space between your lips and as you move, 
you may detect an extremely high, extremely small sound that's changing. Maybe stop and rest rather than feeling you have to continue. But when you rest, you might like to let your listening expand back out into the space. Relaxing your ears in a very similar way to when we soften our gaze and relax our eyes. So these very high tones are uh, known as harmonics or overtones. And they're always there, but they're not always easy to distinguish from the general sound of the voice. But all the different sounds of all the different voices, not just human voices, but instrument voices, creature voices, they're all affected by the qualities of the overtones there in the sound. And they're most easily produced actually by changing the vowels. So we've been sticking with er uh, because it's the most relaxed shape for the tongue, the least involved in a distinct vowel of all the tongue shapes we could be making. So you can pick another vowel now if you like, or you can stick with er uh, if that's what you like. But as you play, if you um, extend the sound and then see if you can add over it the wind sound you are making. Can you make the drone of a vowel and that shifting breathy wind sound? Just have a little play with that. Pop singers mix voice and breath a lot. Classical singers pretty much never do. I'm just going to give you one little example so you get a sense of what you can play with. But I do recommend playing with these things a lot. So the drone. A little bit of breath over the top. Have a pause. Rest. So these overtones match the vowels we can produce in a fundamental way. Um, so pick that comfortable note again, one you don't have to strain to maintain. Begin that droning and shift between different vowel sounds. And we're going to use something simple for now, shift between er uh and or. So when I say shift, rather than separating them, it's not uh, or, it's uh, When these shifts happen in our language, um, for some reason in English, we have the slightly awkward sounding word diphthong. When we shift from one vowel to another without a consonant in between to define the edges of each vowel, and they blur into each other. So let your uh blur into your or, and then back into your uh, and as you go between uh and or, your tongue is moving, 
You're singing the same note, but the overtone frequency is changing. And as you listen out for these harmonics, you may start to hear them more and more easily. But your voice will still be discovering things about itself, even if you don't immediately become conscious of those things. I'll just do one for you. Uh... I'm certain the early spiritual teachers included group toning, rhythmic chanting and singing into both meditation practices and religious celebration. Recognise that they're not just a powerful way to bring congregations and devotees into a state of communal joyfulness, but that their health was benefiting as well. Now, this kind of process uh, benefits enormously from you just playing and exploring, not trying to stick to any routines. There are so many different vowel sequences and lots of the um, uh, words that we use for these kinds of um, spiritual celebrations have lovely um, combinations of vowels to play with. Uh, as a, a, a classic example for uh, Christianity, which does have consonants, but very soft ones, ones that don't interfere with the flow of the air. Well, I'm going to um, suggest that you might like to finish off by playing with a real classic, usually written as if it is one syllable, not a diphthong, OM, when chanted to a slow, extended, lengthened breath, you begin to hear that it sounds more like OM. So try this gentle, pleasant chanting sound for yourself and extend it comfortably for a nice long time. A nice long parasympathetically restful time. Something that brings your whole self into a state of calm. Boosting the already reliably positive effect of a nice long exhale by producing a sound that's very interesting to listen to and that you can listen to with very open ears in a very soft focus. And as if you're hearing not just your own voice, but the space in the room around you resonating with you and singing back to you. So I hope you will continue to do that for as long as you wish after this recording ends and that you continue to enjoy this wonderful week of awareness and integration online with the Feldman Christ community here in the UK and worldwide. Bye-bye.